You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to this episode of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and this is podcast episode number 1029. And ooh, do we have a great show for you, planned for you today. Did you know that more than 200 business leaders are set to join the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation for their sixth annual Bocce Invitational? As Orange County's hottest networking event, the Invitational <clears throat> excuse me, also raises funds for research that work to develop cures for Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis. I've invited Denise Desmond, Executive Director, and Carol Fox to discuss how each and every effort from the community can help make a difference in this world. Ladies, welcome to the show. Thank you, Rick. We're happy to be here. It's awesome to have you back on the show, Carol, every year, right? I love it. And you know I adore you. You're one of our best MCs we've ever had. So very kind of you. Thank you. And I love doing it. I can't wait to talk more about the event. But before we do that, Carol, tell me a little bit about how you got involved with this organization. Absolutely. Well, I got involved because of my son. At 14, he was diagnosed with Crohn's. Colonoscopies and various treatments were his norm during his high school years. As he was entering his senior year, he felt really sick. So sick that we had to pull him out of school altogether. And then from there, we just lived in and out of hospitals that year, only to end up having emergency surgery after being diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. So Crohn's is an intestinal bowel disease. Ulcerative colitis is another portion of that disease, whereas Crohn's is chronic, ulcerative colitis is cured. So these are all the emergency and and doctoral things that we've learned along the way. Sure. Uh, Three surgeries later, we got involved to start a local chapter, which was then Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America, so we could be a resource for our community's patients and contribute the much-needed funds to find a cure. So this is a difficult disease for someone of any age, but I have to imagine for a 14-year-old, for a teenager, this was particularly challenging for him. It was devastating, Rick. I mean, he was just at his formidable years where, you know, he was being very social, looking at colleges, and then, bang, his life just changed overnight. Right, and and that age, too, peer influence and peer acceptance, it's really important. Absolutely. And and this can be a challenge when you're suffering from one of these. Oh, it's terribly embarrassing. I mean, patients don't like to talk about this, and a lot of people are now just learning about it because they know somebody, and so they're touched by this disease. Right, and they can see how, how debilitating it is Absolutely. for the individual, right? Absolutely. All right, so... Um, maybe we can talk a little bit about the organization. And Denise Desmond, as the executive director, can you tell our audience who may not know about your organization a little bit about it? Uh, sure, definitely. So the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation, our mission is to cure Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis. Right now there are no cures for these two diseases. And while we're doing that and funding major research, we are working to improve the quality of life for children and adults who live with these diseases. And so we do that by offering patient education workshops, support groups, which Carol leads one of our local support groups here in Irvine. And we do that because we need to bring people together to connect them. As Carol mentioned, 
people don't want to talk about these diseases. They don't want to talk about the symptoms. So we really try and create a network. Our organization was actually founded 50 years ago. We had two families who were sitting around a kitchen table in New York. Their families were impacted by these diseases, and they knew something needed to be done. And from that, this grassroots organization founded. And today, 50 years later, and on September 12th will be the anniversary of that founding, we have become one of the largest funders of research for IBD, inflammatory bowel disease. So it's a na- it's a national organization. We are now. a national organization with about thirty eight chapters across the country. And Orange County has a chapter. Orange County has a chapter, and we just began a chapter in twenty fifteen. Okay. After a few years of, um, we were under the radar. We had merged with the LA chapter. Right. In fact, back in the nineties, I was involved with the Orange County chapter. My husband's also a patient. He's lived with Crohn's disease for about thirty years. My goodness. So so this is a lifelong. Yes. Okay, because yeah. you say there's no cure, and once you have it, you have it for you the balance. Have it. Of, yeah, have it's it. chronic. Yeah, it's chronic. And even you know, mm. Carol mentioned with ulcerative colitis, there is quote unquote a cure. Um, people have a radical surgery to have their colon removed, but with that becomes complications. Mm. And I saw your face. Yeah, yeah, it just sounds very unpleasant. Unpleasant. I mean, that sounds very extreme, mm-hmm. and just tells you how bad off people must be to be considering that as a cure. Yes. When it really can be uh, altering your life again, right? Definitely. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So the, the, um, so I've had the great pleasure of having you on the show for years, each uh, this time of the year. Yeah. Uh, and usually a little bit earlier, but a little bit later this year. Mm-hmm. And then you, you were generous enough to invite me, and I, I've been participating with the Bocce International, which is, I think, for me, a high point of the summer. Oh, thank right? you. Because oh, it, it's been such a... It's just such a fun event. It is so much fun. We um, initially got involved with El Fernal Restaurant, who has the bocce courts, and they have been extremely gracious in donating this amazing buffet that they put out for all of our attendees. We're anticipating close to 200 attendees this year. So far, we have 34 teams signed up to play. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) The the referees are going to have their hands full, right? Oh, yes. Getting everybody on and off the court. That's always a... uh, People get so competitive. Oh, very competitive. And it's so much fun when you get down to the smaller numbers of teams, the brackets keep going. Why do people participate in the Invitational? Well, it's the end of summer. It is uh, one of the best professional networking events that I think that we put on in Orange County. And it's just so much fun. You're under the stars as you know as it starts to get a little dark. And it's just such a nice setting in our community. And it's great for professionals to come together. We are going to initiate a new game this year, which you're going to love. Okay. It's called Bocce Bingo Network. Okay. And because this has been such a, known as such a networking event, we're going to play bocce bingo to get everybody networking and asking okay. each other questions. So they start talking, getting they outside their comfort They start talking to one great. another. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you're going to have close to 200 people there? Absolutely. We'll have about 200 people there, and it's an amazing buffet put on by Elf and Isle. Oh, yeah. And I have rocks. to give a shout-out to Orange County Business Journal for all their support. 
They've been um, handling all the print and digital advertising to get the word out. We also have live music by Bobby Dorman, mm. the Night Watchman. They've been there before. Exactly. They were there last year, and he just does great rendition of, you know, like Frank Sinatra, Elvis right. Presley, the, the 70s. You know, he's R&B. So he has a vast uh, repertoire of music. And there's always great sound in auction. We prizes. do. We're going to have a raffle this year of various items that will include... Um, uh, well, let me uh, step back here. We're going to actually have a wine pool. And so we have uh, local wineries and breweries donating wine and beer this year. Oh, that's new. Exactly. So not awesome. only are you going to be able to drink some wine and beer from El Fernayo, but then mm-hmm. we have our local breweries getting involved. So we'll have a wine pool. And then we'll have some really great auction items like uh, major restaurants um, and some really nice products that uh, we can raffle for. Hmm. And um, the um, sponsors, oh my gosh, we've had tremendous sponsors this year, so we grew our sponsorship, so I, I have to give a heartfelt thanks to all our sponsors. And if it's okay if I can name them? Yeah, please do. Perfect. It's your time. Thank you, Smith Dixon, Auric. I know, Kathy. Senvest Management, Lucky Lipa Insurance, Udirect IRA, Wells Fargo Private Bank, Wells Fargo Commercial Bank, Rattan and Tucker, Mechanics Bank, Clifford and Cruz Construction, and Signature Resource Capital Management. Wow. That's great that they're supporting you. <clears throat> Every year this thing gets bigger and better than the previous year. It it's seems so like much fun. Yeah. So yes. we're going we're gonna to take a short commercial break here, ladies and gentlemen, on the Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. And Denise, when we come back, I wonder if you could share why it's important to raise awareness for Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis. So, ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back in less than 30 seconds after this word from me. If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Math for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sounding board to test ideas and concepts, review plans and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Richard Franzi. You know, we love reviews of our show on your favorite podcasting software. It's a great way for others to find our show. Since we started our show in 2009, we've reached several hundred thousand listeners through the live stream here on octalkradio.net, the variety of podcast platforms we're on, as well as the other channels. All right. One of the things that we didn't talk about before the break, Carol, was when is this event going to be held? Thank you, Rick. Absolutely. This event is going to be held, again, at El Fanile Restaurant, Friday, September 8th. Starts at 4 o'clock, and we should wrap about 8.30. 
So, again, at the new Bocce Courts at Alpha Nile, Friday, September 8th. Uh, you can't see me, but maybe you can see me on the live stream. I'm laughing because we never end at 830. No, we don't. <laughs> you say that, but it's not going to be, believe me. People don't want to leave, and we're not quite done with the tournament. So, yeah, plan to stay a little bit later if you can, right? Yes. Okay. But it is fun. So, if someone hears this live or as a podcast before that date and they want to still participate, can can they? And we'll, we'll get to how they can do that later. But yes. is there still room? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yes. All right. Before the break, I said I was going to ask you, Denise, to tell us a little bit why it's important to support these. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Definitely. So we need to know some of the stats. So one in 200 individuals live with Crohn's or colitis, which means here in Orange County, that's 15,000 people. So at least 15,000 people live with the disease. And then on top of that, you talk about their families that are impacted. So as a spouse of someone who lives with the disease, I'm, quote unquote, his primary caregiver if he's in the middle of a flare during hospitalizations. I'm with him, etc. And so we know that you've got the 15,000 patients and then the um, ripple effect of the families involved. And it also takes a toll on our economy with individuals losing time from work. And we estimate that the impact of IBD on the U.S. economy is anywhere between $14.6 billion to $31.6 billion. That's a big gap, but that comes from lost wages, health care expenses, etc. And Crohn's and colitis are not a lifestyle disease, so to speak. You know, there are multiple factors that we know cause these diseases. It could be genetic. It could be environmental. It could be also your microbiome, which is your good bacteria. Right. So right now we are working a lot of the research funds that we do are going to determine what are those causes. And we don't believe there's exactly one cause oh boy, to this. That makes it even harder then to find a cure, right? Cause exactly. It can come from different, you know, and, and we started talking about Carol with her son at 14 years old, and that's devastating. But as you're talking, I'm thinking also as people age... You know, people that are in their later stages of life, mm-hmm. that's even more of a challenge maybe for them then, exactly. right? Yes. And that's the thing is we have infants, babies oh born with it, right? All the way to I was speaking to someone the other day who's in her late 50s and was diagnosed. So you don't. Wow. Yeah. Really? So complete lifestyle oh, change, geez. right? And so in a lot of times people will live with symptoms for a very long time. And not recognizing, not recognizing, it could be someone saying, "Oh, you know, maybe it's just um, IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, which has very similar symptoms, okay, um, but can be cured, can be treated." And so that's one of the re- one of the things that we're doing is you know working with physicians across the country to develop protocol in terms of diagnosing these diseases and we just had a major breakthrough earlier this year really? with pediatric children we studied oh um, some children over a 10-year period uh-huh. and based on this research that the bocce invitational helped fund there you go hey we were were able to determine that children when they are diagnosed at their diagnosis they present with certain markers okay and we can now look at those markers and based on that determine the course their disease will take. Oh, my God. Will they need surgery? 
what type of drugs may or may not be helpful. So that that's is a major huge. breakthrough, yeah. right? And it can put them in remission for indefinite, which is an even better news. But I wanted to you know, mention to Denise's earlier point, um, she had mentioned that I, I run a local support group, and uh, we have a gal that attends our support group who is 66 years old, and she was just diagnosed a few months ago. So there's no age limitation on this disease. This is crazy. And, you know, in part, it's because of a lot of the stress that people are enduring today. Right, right. And it all affects, you know, your stomach region. And so it's very difficult for uh, young children to acquire this disease as well as older people. Yeah, this is never something. This is... And how do I say this? This... I, I would think support groups are really important because this is something that's hard to discuss to people who aren't aware oh, of the situation. So absolutely. the work that you're doing is amazingly. I believe in the power of peer learning and in peer groups mm-hmm. and how much comfort I see business leaders get from being around other business leaders. I can only imagine what the work that you're doing and other groups across the country can do for the people mm-hmm. who are both the individuals and the family. It's very important. And these support groups are their lifeline often because it is quite embarrassing for them to have to talk about their symptoms and talk about this disease. And so when they're around other people who have similar symptoms, they feel like they're part of a family. Right. And I'll bet they learn simple things that people are able to do to navigate having this disease as well. Actually, what, what I've done with my support group is because my group consists of about 12 individuals. They're all professional service providers, and they range from 25 to 66 years old. And we all have great ideas. So I've started a journal. And so the journal lists all the ideas that we come up oh, with for various symptoms. And then we just document it, and I just keep regurgitating and resurfacing these ideas through, throughout our, our support groups. That's awesome. One of the listeners to the show happened to ask us, what are some of the symptoms that are presented? So, Denise, could you share with us? Yes. And, you know, as we discussed, they're not pleasant. So, um, But people can present with nausea, diarrhea, severe abdominal pain, and there's a lot of um, secondary effects that will come in with um, some people developing arthritis. Really? Yes. So if you'll notice that some of, you know, everyone sees the commercials, right? Some of the drugs that are used now to treat Crohn's or colitis were actually drugs that were originally um, created to treat rheumatoid arthritis. Oh, wow. So we've been able to, you know, make that application. So I do see more commercials on TV now. Mm -hmm. Yes, so part of it is, you know, there's a lot more research going into Good. drugs to treat these disease, and it makes a difference. And drugs, um, even natural remedies, can make a difference for our patients. And ultimately, while we find that cure, getting someone into remission, partnering with their medical professionals right. is a huge success. That is awesome to think yeah. that someone can be symptom-free for an extended period of time by being in remission, mm-hmm. right? Okay, we have... Uh, like two minutes left here on the show, and Goes I had so fast. I had way more questions <laughs> than I than we're going to get to, ladies. I apologize, but mm-hmm. what's the future for the Orange County chapter? What, what do you two see? I mean, you, in the few years that I've been around you, you've moved, come a long way, getting your own chapter, etc. But what's the future hold? 
Growth. Okay, in a word. <laughs> yeah. Yes, growth. As all nonprofits, right, we want to grow. And we are a grassroots organization. We are heavily dependent on our volunteers like Carol. Mm-hmm. I'm one of Carol's biggest cheerleaders. She's been such an asset to this organization. But we have a 12-member board that we are starting to grow. Okay. And so growing our board. Carol's one of our founding board members. I know she'd love to, you know, leave a legacy there and make sure that she's leaving the organization in sustainable hands. And growing our events and looking at ways to, do we add another event? You know, what do we do? Do we provide more support groups? Ultimately, as well as mission. Yes. I think mission is um, another touch I did that we didn't really focus on, but we do have a mission committee, and that is to be able to assist any of the families or patients that are going through a rough time, uh, to visit them in the hospital, to be a resource, to be a, a shoulder for them to cry on. We just, you know, in the nutshell, what Denise is saying is growth is vitally important to our organization and just making it aware to the community that we do exist here in Orange County. Right, because you, you um, <clears throat> Orange County is kind of two or three counties, right, depending on the socioeconomic issues and so i would imagine that this disease these diseases know no boundaries no boundaries so you actually have a challenge reaching all the different constituents that you might have right right and we just brought denise on in 2015 and she's done an amazing job to help grow um our our major gifts as well as you know organizing our events and so i think you know besides just growing for growth in revenue i think our growth would be in just making the community aware right and i think you've done it i think this event is an amazing opportunity to do that and i and I think you are making a dent in it's hard because it's a big, noisy place, Orange County. It absolutely is. And there are a lot of worthy nonprofits. A lot. So we truly appreciate what you're doing for us, Rick. Thank you so much. My pleasure. This bocce tournament is going to be again on Friday, September 8th. Right. And it's going to start at 4 o'clock at Alpha Nile Restaurant at come the early. new bocce courts. Yes, come early. Stay late. <laughs> come early, stay, stay late. Stay late. There's food and alcohol and. Soda, all that good stuff. And it sounds like you have some new alcohol this year, too, which is yes, I'm looking, personally looking forward to. So if someone would uh, – okay, I'll do that another time. We're pressed for time. Uh, how does someone find this online if they would like to learn more about the tournament? Absolutely. Well, they can go to bocce17.auction-bid.org. I'll repeat that. Yeah, bocce17.auction-bid.org. Or they can call our resource center at one eight eight my gut pain. How does that spell that? My M Y gut G U T pain P A I N. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Yeah, you can't miss it. And um, there'll, there'll be a link. Um, there'll be a link too that you can get to it. I hope through our radio show podcast. I'll talk to our producers oh, to try, we to, would appreciate in, try that. to put that in there as well as uh, Paul. Asked me, our engineer asked me to tell. So I'm Italian, so I went back home this summer for our uh, our family reunion, which happens every three years. And the place that we go has two bocce courts. And so you know, the Italians, Sicilians were playing bocce, and there was one of our cousins who's this small seventy plus year old woman who is awesome, very good player, and 
very willing to talk trash on every one of the other players. <laughs> I she wouldn't just, doubt it. She didn't be quiet the whole time. She was just, oh, that's your best throw. And it's like, oh, my goodness, this is almost is embarrassing. Serious? Yeah, she yeah. was She was into it. Hey, we have official bocce court judges. Yes, you do. So, I mean, we're the real deal. Right. Yeah, so if, if, if you want to do this but you don't know how to play the game, come. Because you'll learn in in a few minutes the judges will tell you how to play the game. So don't not sign up because you don't know how to play the game. It's really quite an easy game. It's a you, fun, easy it's, game. It's easy to understand. It's hard to execute. Right. Right. And the people really get into it. So if you want to come out for a fun night, I hope you'll join us in September. I'm really looking forward to it. Thank you both for being friends of the program and a part of the Critical Mass community. Thank, thank you. you. You're welcome. Thank you. I want to thank our engineer, Paul Roberts, for today's show as well as our producers, Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Haley Stern. If you'd like to connect with me, my Twitter handle is at CEO Peer Groups. On LinkedIn and YouTube, I'm Richard Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. My Facebook page and website is criticalmass4forbusiness.com. And until the next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.